I am your host, Zach Sucardi. You can find me on Instagram at True Blue Podcast. Uh, happy to be here. It is uh, Wednesday, uh, March 10th. So here we are. We're in March, rocking and rolling. Uh, it's a nice day here. It's you know it's been uh, it's been nice here in Albuquerque. I'm very very grateful. I come from the Northeast. So when you move to the Southwest, it's like you paid your dues in shitty weather, so you can especially enjoy it. Um, we get our fair share of like crazy weather, but not to the same intensity as uh, I'm used to back east. So um, it's it's very uh, yeah, it's it's worth celebrating. You know, I've been uh, I've been kind of struggling lately with. Um, you know, I don't know, I guess staying positive or maybe some ambition, some motivation. Podcast really helps, let me tell you. Really helps. But just to be real with you, I've been struggling a little bit. I've had uh some some uh some folks some folks really close to me uh, are also really struggling hard, so it uh you know, people you love and you care about, it affects you. You know, so um but here I am doing the podcast. You know, this is definitely a positive thing. So, you know, it's sort of a yin and yang thing. And, you know, I wanted to start off um, today's episode shouting out two of my close friends who have March birthdays and who have uh, passed on to the to the next life here. Uh, first is my friend uh, John. Um, he always called himself Jonathan. Like that was like he, it was it was very interesting. I knew him as John. But, like, you know, he would introduce himself, and, like, it was very traditional. Jonathan. Um, his birthday was March 6th. And you just, you never forget other birthdays in the same month as you. It's like you are playing for the same team, or it's like, you know, you guys have, like, just, like, yeah, you like the same batch or whatever. <laughs> Um, he was just such a, such a great guy, you know, love music, love punk rock music. I remember going to his house and he had all these seven inches and these were like, uh, doom and like ca capitalist casualties and like, you know, subhumans. And then like a ton of like these German bands, these, um, Canadian band, you know, all like kind of like crust punk, um, really political uh, and then later on, he became in like kind of like a hippie, and he would follow fish around. I always thought that was an interesting transition from the you know the crust punk, you know the really kind of like power violence style of punk, um, into fish and Almond Brothers. In fact, I remember seeing the Almond Brothers with him in two thousand two. Uh, really, really great. Great show and a great memory. So um, I wanted to partially dedicate this episode to him. 
And um, next is my friend Mario. His birthday was uh, on the 9th, just uh, yesterday. And, you know, lover of music as well. He used to, uh, when I used to see him at work, he would, like, scream my name, my last name, like he was some old Italian guy. It was so funny. We used to always talk about pizza and stuff. And um, His birthday, you know, as I said, is March 9th. And um, two great people who have passed on who I love dearly. And uh, I know that they would, uh, they would definitely be excited about me doing the podcast and you know doing my thing expressing and all that all that good shit um so yeah shout out to to my homies jonathan and mario uh so yeah so also moving on i just wanted to just talk about some observations or things that i've been noticing so i'm on instagram right and i notice a lot of women they seem to make this face when they pose for pictures that they're like kind of like blowing out an invincible candle. It's not a smile. It's not like the like the duck lips or whatever they call it, but it's this funny like thing with their lips where they're like blowing out a little candle, you know? It's probably like on its last leg, very little wax left in it because it's not like, you know, they're like blowing like it's, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like a little candle almost out, almost finished. It just, I don't know, one of those things. And I've noticed on the flip side, a lot of men, they just open their fucking mouths in these photos. You know, like they're having the time of their lives and it's just like some, some mundane fucking thing. It's just like you see people's awkwardness in some of these photos. It's just like whatever happened to a smile, you know? Whatever happened to just a smile? But on the flip side, I can also say good for these people. You know, this is how they want to express themselves and, you know, this is their style and how they feel comfortable and more more power to them. But I have the freedom to <laughs> to criticize it and to go, what the fuck? Um, oh, and I wanted to clear something up. i just been seeing it on the news um, and just, you know, seeing it on, like, social media. Um, just to... Um, just to sort of like clear this up, it's um, it's harassment, okay? It's not harassment, okay? So the word is harassment, not harassment. Harassment is someone's last name and then um, a flavor of ice cream. Harassment. I'm sorry, it's harassment. It's funny, like coming to... I mean, people just pronounce words differently everywhere you go. But uh, that's one of the things I notice about moving to New Mexico. And this is not a New Mexico gripe, by the way. But just like how words are, you know, like uh, scenario. Hate to break it to you, but it's scenario, okay? Not scenario. The scenario. No, scenario, okay? Oh, uh, also, you know, I notice when people want to talk to me about, like, food and shit. You know, and they, like, are describing a place. They usually say it's a hole in the wall. Right, especially I've noticed a lot of the food in the hood is really good. Fast food, Chinese food, whatever. It's really good, but you don't want to like chill there. You want to kind of get your food and go. And uh, I was talking to a friend, and we were just you know talking about really good places to eat. And uh, he was telling me about one I forget where, but it was in the hood somewhere. And he's like, "Oh, it's a hole in the wall, but it's so good." Da da da. You know, I was thinking if I had a restaurant, we'd just call it a hole in the wall or a hole in the wall or whatever, you know, because that's that's so it's always like 
when you hear people talk about food like oh this falafel place was great it was a hole in the wall but man it's like implying like it's a shithole and you know it doesn't look like it'd be the most cleanliest place but the food's so good it's so good that it's just a hole in the wall you know whatever's yeah so next time you hear someone talk you know talk to you about some like random ass place listen to if they say hole in the wall very very uh very consistent and you know i wanted to i, I found this out today that uh this is kind of interesting the inventor of the cassette the cassette the tape cassette passed away today this guy named lou ottens um i didn't know he was the inventor of the cassette that's really cool he uh, invented it in 1962 and it's just sort of interesting because i've been buying cassettes lately i grew up on them so i think even though they're not like the top audio quality you know vinyl and then digital or vice versa however you feel uh, when it comes to excuse me when it comes to excuse me again when it comes to cassettes I don't know. I guess there's somewhat of a novelty with them, but I do play them and I do listen to them and I really enjoy them. But there is something to them. I always thought it was so cool how small they were. You know, they're almost like trading cards or like action figures. Now that I, uh, I've i been collecting, I know like a lot of uh, labels and bands put out cassettes and they put a lot of thought into like the color of the cassette or some of the design with it. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, I just wanted to say rest in peace to the inventor of the modern-day cassette. All right, everyone. So I'm going to get into the uh, self-care tip of the week. All right. So we're going to talk about the back scratcher. All right. Yes, the back scratcher. This is one of the... Uh, simplest it's uh, kind of uh, things to acquire to talk about to enjoy um, you know you don't have to really dig too deep it's a back scratcher it's amazing um, you can get it at fucking Walmart you can get it at a drugstore Target the mall you could probably even get it at some fucking tourist place that sells shit they have a back scratcher with the state flag on it, whatever. The one I have is nice. It's kind of like thick, so, you know, it's not like cheapy. So kind of, you know, make sure that you're not just getting some cheapy one. Um, but last week I discussed the softball and the sock. And this week I, I'm keeping it simple too. Back scratcher. You know, this is something that since working from home, uh, it's like essential. You know, I have my water, I have my tea, and, you know, and I have my fucking back scratcher. So, you know, I started looking some stuff up on it because I'm like, I know there's some positive shit behind this. I know there's some, like, fucking chemicals and there's some, like, you know, science fucking shit on this. So, sure enough, I found something from Science ABC. That's the website. And I'm just going to read it here. At this point, when we scratch our backs, even without an irritant, it leads to a whole cascade of reactions. Of all the actions, the most fruitful are the increased blood flow and the release of serotonin. Scratching leads to an increase of blood flow to our back muscles, which were under tension for the majority of the day. Increased circulation eases the tension. The mechanical act of scratching acts on pressure, and of course, the slight pain 
caused by the action leads to the release of the happy hormone serotonin. Nevertheless, the whole act of scratching is known to evoke a positive response via the reward system. This is why you feel extra good after scratching your back as it aids in releasing pressure. Hence, scratching your back is like a mini massage that temporarily eases any tension you might be feeling. So the next time you get tired but are still chained to your desk, you know exactly what you should do. Now, isn't that fucking dope? I mean, shit. Talks about serotonin, the happy hormone, increased blood flow. Talks about a positive response. You know, uh, the reward system. Mini massage. You know, it's really about finding the depth in, like, the mundane, you know, in the surface shit. It really is, and it's, it's so fascinating. I mean, I swear, this back scratcher is just amazing. Next to, like, the microwave and the air conditioner, it's, like, probably the best invention of the 20th, 21st century, 22nd, 13th century, whatever the hell this thing was modernized. But, yeah, so check it out. Check that out. That's the fucking self-care tip of the week. Get yourself a back scratcher. This shit's, like, maybe 10 bucks, 5 bucks, 7 bucks. Really, it's fucking, it beats scratching with your own hands, let me tell you. <laughs> it really does. All right, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. So now I'm going to read, I'm going to do a little, I'm going to do a little reading from, uh, from the uh, haiku moments in Anthology of Contemporary North American Haiku. I'm going to read, I'm going to read uh, page... 18 to 33. Alright. No, no. Forgive me. 19 to 34. That's what I'm going to read. Alright, here goes. Dawn, loosen leaf by leaf. Utterly still, the blue jay cries, utterly what I am. Dark moths moving, the distant mountain. A frog, too, crosses the log bridge from the bean field. After the argument, a gardenia petal on the table. In the rain before the dawn, snails migrating. The trail narrows, deer prints, and mist. No backward, no forward in the autumn rain. The rumps of the horses darker after the storm. A car at the cliff's edge, the Milky Way. The ledger blurs through the half-closed blinds, autumn moon. Sheet lightning, the face near the top of the Ferris wheel. (laughs) The crow wets its bill on the curb, autumn wind. The way silence waits and waits for the next cry of the loon. Red ants zigzag with a dead scorpion after heat, afternoon heat. Dusk settles in rattling mesquite pods, a cicada's faint voice. July afternoon, a couple of river rats grooming their whiskers. Tinkling brook flirting with a ripple, a dragonfly. The autumn moon shines whitely on my loneliness, lonely to the night. Among the poplars, in a sudden stir of wind, a white owl cries out. Closing my eyelids just before going to sleep, I hear the blizzard. Alone at dusk, many things bring remembrance, summer butterfly. 
Wind blows the last brown leaves' clenched fingers. Sudden shower in the empty park, a swing still swinging. Soft spring rain, the cat licks the cabbage leaves. From the attic, the scutter of squirrels, autumn rain. Downpour, a duck waddles away from the pond. Daybreak frost, the sound of leaves falling through leaves. Afternoon, excuse me, after the storm, I cannot find the snowman's eyes. Full moon, a beaver slaps the pond surface. Second snowfall, and still the leaves cling. Yellow on yellow, a small, excuse me, yellow on yellow, a swallowtail among the buttercups. Spring, without anyone knowing, tree blossoms. Such a twittering under the eve's New Year's Day, the same old sparrows. On the roof of the tenement, sunflowers. Through a closed motel window, still hearing the meadowlark. Monday morning, sunshine on a snowman in the empty park. Snow predicted on the coffee table, white narcissus. In a blizzard, the city becoming these few blocks. What to say, forced for Cynthia on a winter day. On shore alone, as the ebbing tide takes the moon with it. Crossing the table beside a book on Zen, the cockroach pauses. In the house plants, Daddy, Le- Daddy Longlegs has found a winter home. Touched by the moon pines, heavy with snow. Endless day, a train whistle widens in the cold air. Well, there you go. Fuck yeah. Those were really cool. I really enjoyed reading those. Very, um, you know, very, like, seasonal and shit. Um, that was my back scratcher that you heard. It's, uh, it's right next to me. But, uh, yeah, those were, those were great. So, again, those were, um, haiku from Haiku Moment, pages 19 to 34. So, um, yeah, those were, those were awesome. I'm really enjoying reading those. So, hope you guys are too. All right. Now we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the uh, True Blue song of the week that I will add to the True Blue playlist, which you can find on my Instagram and under my profile. You'll see a link in there, and uh, it'll be right to, uh, to all uh, all my shit, but the first one will be for the True Blue playlist. You can also, just if you're on Spotify, you can search Donnie Pepperoni, Donnie with a Y, Pepperoni, and then you'll find it under there. So <laughs> that's my... Uh, my Spotify name. So uh, on to the uh, True Blue Song of the Week. All right. Hell yeah. So I decided to choose um, a song uh, by a band called Judge. The song is called Like You. It's on their album Bringing It Down. And uh, yeah, this... um, this is probably my favorite song by Judge. I love how Judge is like uh, when I when I heard them when I was a teenager. I always I always think about how like the one the one word band names. I'm like, wow, Judge wasn't already taken, and how perfect for a hardcore band, especially like 
you know, one light judge, she was like real aggressive, really like they have like a, not a metal sound, but a heavy sound, you know? And I thought that's just so perfect. And I, I love those one name bands because I'm always like, wow, no one ever thought of naming a band coffee or table or fucking, you know, dresser. Like, it's just like one, those just fucking one words you always thought, you know, that these are already taken. But, uh, yeah, not the case. So, yeah, this song is, uh, it starts off kind of sounding like a Metallica song. You know, it's got like, um, yeah, just this like kind of intro where it's like finger picking a little bit. It's not your, uh, not your generic average kind of hardcore from the, from the late eighties. Um, great personal lyrics that, you know, deal with struggle, mental illness, acceptance, self-worth in imperfection, strife. Um, really that's one of the things uh, about judges. Like they're not the same kind of cookie cutter, like youth crew kind of, um, eighties hardcore, you know, they, they uh, definitely bring their own unique style. Um, and yeah, just something about, you know, as I said, with the lyrics and the presentation, it always stood out amongst other hardcore bands, like from that, from that time frame, from like the late eighties. Um, they were, they had like, they were straight edge, but you know, they weren't like the youth crew vibe. They had their own style. They were, um, you know, they were, they were sort of, uh, kind of, um, what like kind of what was to come with some bands like in like the like nineties and stuff as far as that like more aggressive, heavier sounding hardcore, but not metal and not like straight up youth crew kind of like old school hardcore. Um they were straight edge, but like, you know, they have a lot of songs similar to uh to the song Like You. Uh again it deal with everyday emotions, you know, maintaining your your sanity, you know, and then amongst other, you know, personal topics. Um this song just uh has this has this lyric where it says, "Like you, I face rejection. Like you, I look for acceptance." Um, and you know, simple, but like, man, like at the time, especially when I was a kid, I was like, "Wow, this is like hitting a different place than like a lot of the other hardcore I was getting into." Uh, so check this out. I'm going to add it to the True Blue playlist. The song is called "Like You." It's by Judge, and it's on their album "Bringing It Down." All right, so hey, that was it. That was session 27. I just want to thank everyone for hanging with me and uh, enjoying this podcast. I hope everyone has a peaceful week, and uh, I look forward to seeing you next week. Take care, everybody.